Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please welcome to the show this morning, Mr. and Mrs. Ozzy and Harriet Nelson in the Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet Nelson. In this first episode, we find the Nelson family once again asleep in their bedrooms when all of a sudden dripping comes from a faucet in their bathroom. So Ozzy thinks that he has a great scientific mind and ends up putting a stopper in the sink and to make the dripping stop, making the water run faster. But unfortunately for the Nelson couple, they wake up to their bedroom flooded. And so Ozzy takes the whole day undoing the mess that he created. And it is called the Dripping Faucet. And in this next episode, we find the Nelsons once again celebrating Halloween with their boys Ricky with their boys Ricky and David going out trick-or-treating when Mr. Nelson feels like Halloween is not just for getting treats it's also for tradition so the boys and Mrs. Nelson have a great idea about having Mr. Nelson go to that home. So they hatch a plan to get him scared at that haunted house just up the road from them. And they do just that, but Mr. Nelson gets them back towards the end of the episode and it is called The Haunted House. I hope you guys enjoy Mr. and Mrs. Ozzie and Harriet Nelson and the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet Nelson along with their boys David and Ricky. Also stay tuned after the show to hear Mr. and Mrs. Nelson sing a couple of songs. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and always remember guys to enjoy the show. Thanks. America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. From Hollywood, International Silver Company, creators of 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate, presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring young America's favorite couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. Let's look in and see what the Nelsons of 1847 Rogers Road are doing. It's quite late at night. So late, I can't even see what time it is. Oh, thank you. It's two o'clock in the morning. And all we can hear are the customary sounds of night. The grandfather's clock in the hall, a couple of crickets chirping on the lawn, the distant screams of the pedestrians on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> We tiptoe up the carpeted stairs and peek into the bedroom. Aren't we devils? <laughs> the stillness there is interrupted only by the gentle ticking of the clock. Well, wait a minute. 
I think I hear Harriet's voice. And I think I really should get that hat because I haven't had a thing to wear with my navy blue outfit except that old hat I bought last year. Oh, besides, that really doesn't go with my navy blue anyhow. Ozzie replies, <laughs> He sure falls asleep fast. Well, I may as well go to sleep myself. Goodness, the faucet in the bathroom's dripping. I'll never fall asleep now. Ozzie. Ozzie, dear, wake up. Good night, dear. Ozzie, there's a drip in the bathroom. <laughs> I say there's a drip in the bathroom. Doesn't he know this is a private home? <laughs> oh, please, dear. It's the faucet in the bathroom. Would you get up and shut it off? It'll keep us awake all night. I don't hear a thing. Good night, dear. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm sure the faucet is dripping. Aren't you going to get up and turn it off? Well, let's wait until the next time you hear burglars, and then I can get up for both of them at the same time. <laughs> well, Ozzie, it may flood the bathroom. We could both be drowned in our sleep. Okay, okay. Go to the closet... And on the top shelf, there's a box. Get it. What's in it? Water wings. <laughs> very funny, very funny. You mean you're not going to turn off the faucet? Well, darling, it isn't bothering me. Why should I bother it? Live and let live, I always say. Oh, you dog. And let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> you mean to say you can sleep with that going on? I told you I don't hear any dripping. Oh, for goodness sakes, listen. I don't hear a thing. There, did you hear that? I don't hear a thing. It must be your imagination. I didn't hear that one either. Nelson, you know you hear it just as well as I do. Okay, the faucet is dripping a little. So what? I'm tired. Oh. So you won't do a little thing like shutting off the faucet for me. The day of chivalry is certainly dead. In those days, a man had never let his wife do any menial work. Listen, if these were the days of chivalry, I'd probably be a knight, wouldn't I? And I'd have to go out and fight dragons and things, wouldn't I? Well, I suppose so. Well, if I'm out fighting dragons, wouldn't you have to get up and shut off the faucet? That's not one bit funny. I'm not kidding. This is going a little too far. You don't love me anymore. Oh, darling, where's your sense of humor? Of course I love you, and you know it. I love you more than anything in the whole wide world. I think you're the most wonderful wife a man ever had. Now go and shut off the water. I will not. The floor is cold and you know it. Well, it's cold on my little piggy wiggies too, you know. <laughs> I tell you what I'll do. I'll show you that chivalry isn't dead. I'll be a gentleman about it. I'll play you gin rummy, loser goes. <laughs> gin rummy? Oh, we haven't got any cards. I'll get the cards. Where's the light? Oh, there. The cards here in the dresser, Harriet? I think they're in the hall table. Oh. They're not here, Harriet. Try the medicine cabinet in the bathroom. Funny place for cards in the bathroom. 
And while you're there, turn off the faucet. Oh. Okay, there. Harriet, I can't find the cards here. Never mind the cards. Never mind, but how are we going to decide who... I've been tricked, and by my own wife, too. <laughs> well, anyway, dear, the faucet is shut off. I might as well admit it was beginning to bother me, too. Boy, I'm sleepy. Oh, this bed feels good. Thank you very much, dear. No, nothing at all. <laughs> I'm sorry I tricked you, Ozzy. Oh, that's right. Now we can sleep. Oh, good hours. Good night, dear. Good night. For the love of Mike. Obstinate little gadget, isn't it? Wait a minute, I got an idea. Where are you going? What are you going to do? I'll be right back. There, that did it. What'd you do? Honey, I must admit that I fixed that leak with a simple little device that the average husband wouldn't have thought of. What'd you do, leave a finger there? <laughs> no, no. It's a very simple psychological matter. Since I couldn't stop the drip, I merely turned the water on a little harder... And since a steady stream of water makes little or no noise, presto, I have eliminated the disturbing elements. Ozzy, you're wonderful. And if you should hear the gentle flowing of the water, just imagine you're out camping by a mountain stream, and you'll fall right off to sleep. Darling, sometimes I think you're an absolute genius. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're right at that. <laughs> oh, good night, dear. up to. It's a lovely day. Well, might as well hop out of bed and get dressed. Holy smokes, this is the worst early morning fog in history. <laughs> well, Harriet, the room is flooded. Flooded? Yes, hurry, get dressed. Quick, grab your shoes as they float by. <laughs> oh, something must have happened with that faucet. You better get to the bathroom and see what's wrong. Oh, I just happened to think of something. Harriet, remember last night when I figured out a way to stop that drip by letting the water run a little faster? Yes. Well, even the greatest of scientists on the eve of world-shaking discoveries often overlook matters of less magnitude in their zeal and absorption. You mean you left the stopper in the sink? Right. <laughs> well, Mr. Scientist, you'll just have to get busy and clean up this mess before you get any breakfast today. Okay, it's my own fault, and I'm perfectly willing to take the consequences. But how am I going to get rid of all this water? Shall I get an 1847 Rogers Brothers silver-plated spoon and ladle it up? <laughs> well, you could, dear. But a simpler way would be a pail and two mops. Well, I don't know much about this. What do I do with the mops? Well, just make believe it's New Year's Eve. Make believe it's New Year's Eve? Mm-hmm. Just ring out the old and ring in the new. <laughs> job that was. Why, 
morning, Pop. Hello, David. Ready for breakfast now, dear? Yep. All through upstairs? Mm-hmm. Didn't take you so long after all. No, just three and a half hours. I am now an expert on mopping up operations. Well, here's your breakfast, dear. I'll just have the toast and the eggs. Don't you want the orange juice? Please, no liquids. <laughs> Will you excuse me, dear? I want to call a plumber to come over and fix the faucet. Well, you're not serious, are you? Well, of course I am. Well, you don't think I'd be so idiotic as to have a plumber come all the way over here just to fix a leaky faucet? Why not? Last week you called in an electrician just to change an electric light bulb. Go ahead. Make fun of me. (laughs) What do you think I'm doing now? No, honestly, honey, you're a very, very, very clever fellow. And I love you dearly, but there's no sense in having the house wash away. Now, Harriet, stop talking nonsense. House wash away. We have a little flood around here, and everybody gets frightened to death. Nobody was frightened. Oh, no, then who hung those water wings in the bathroom? Those aren't water wings. Oh. (laughs) Gloria's probably waiting to clear away these dishes. Oh, Gloria! Gloria! Did you call me, Mrs. Nelson? Yes, I did, Gloria. We're finished breakfast. Hey, by the way, your room is exactly under ours. Did the water leak through? Well, the water leaked through, but nothing got wet. (laughs) You see, I sleep with my mouth open. You mean you swallowed the water? Well... I don't know, but come to think of it, this morning when I ate a piece of toast, I could hear it splash. <laughs> Tell me, Mrs. Nelson, how did the flood start? Well, Mr. Nelson thought it'd be nice to let the water run and dream we were out camping beside a mountain stream. Oh, sure. It was all my fault. <laughs> I went camping once. Way up on a mountain top. <laughs> Oh, my, that sounds romantic. Oh, it was romantic. One night I was sitting under the stars, and someone sat down beside me, and he put his arm around me. And we sat there not saying a word, just looking at the stars. And then the moon came up just in time. Well, what do you mean? Five minutes more, and I'd have been engaged to a grizzly bear. <laughs> It must have been frightening when the moon came up and you were sitting there with a grizzly bear. It must have been. He ran like everything. (laughs) Well, I hope the flood in the house didn't do too much damage. Oh, I don't think so. Nothing really serious. You should have seen that water dripping down the stairs this morning. Well, I'm sorry you didn't wake us, Gloria. Try to remember, always call us any time you see anything unusual in the house. Well, that's not so unusual. My goodness, if water dripping down the stairs isn't unusual, what is? Water dripping up the stairs? (laughs) I see what you mean. Well, Gloria, be prepared for anything around here this morning because Mr. Nelson insists he's going to fix the leak himself. Mrs. Nelson's just jealous because she's not mechanically inclined. Are you mechanically inclined, Gloria? Oh, yes. (laughs) I could go for a nice mechanic any (laughs) time. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if we had to call on your boyfriend, Elmer, before Mr. Nelson's through. 
Oh, but Elmer's no good at fixing things. Why didn't you tell me the other day that Elmer was a handyman? Uh, I just meant that he only lives two blocks away. He's a handyman. <laughs> well, I better clean away these dishes. And I better go upstairs and fix that leak. Can I go with you, Pop? Now, you see that, Harriet? You're afraid I'm going to flood the house, but thank goodness at least my son has confidence in me. Come on along, David. I'll be right with you, Dad, as soon as I get my sailboat. <laughs> Yeah, it's really leaking, all right. Yeah, but are you sure you can fix it? There's nothing to it, David. You just watch. There isn't anything your old man doesn't know about plumbing. I know this sink like a book. Uh, you can assist Daddy in the operation if you like. Gee, thanks, Dad. Now we go to work. Wrench. Wrench. Pliers. Pliers. Screwdriver. Screwdriver. Hammer. Hammer. Iodine. <laughs> I think maybe I'd better go with this a little different way. Aha, here we are. This will take care of the old leak. Now watch, David. I just put the monkey wrench on this pipe, and I twist it to the right. Turning to the right always shuts things off, David. Are you sure, Dad? Positive. That's how all pipes are made. Twisting to the right shuts them off. And I hit the monkey wrench with a hammer now to turn it real hard. Loosens the whole thing up. It won't, son. Are you sure, Pop? I'm as sure of that as I am that tomorrow will be a beautiful day. Well, that's California for you. Well, as the walrus might have said to the carpenter, now it's my turn to speak to those of you who have been saving for the day when you could go to your silverware dealers, ask for 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate, and get it. That day will be here very soon, too. If you could see the town of Meriden, Connecticut, where the home of 1847 Rogers Brothers is, you'd be sure of that. For in Meriden today, the harsh, urgent clamor of war machinery has given place to the quiet hum of silversmithing. The skilled hands that broke all records turning out fighting weapons are again engaged in the task they love, the creation of America's finest silver plate. Soon the silver plate itself will be at your silverware dealers, as lovely in design, as incomparable in craftsmanship as always. We feel sure you'll want to wait that short while, that before you buy any new silverware for your home, you'll want to see the famous silver plate of the 1847 Rogers Brothers. It's time for those lovely singing stars, the famous King Sisters. If you ain't wrong, you're right. If it ain't dark, it's light. If you ain't sure, you might. Frank, you gotta be this or that. Who 
1847 Rogers Road. Ozzie's attempt to fix something has led to complete disaster. Instead of fixing the leak in the pipe, Ozzie has succeeded in breaking it and causing a small-sized flood. As our scene opens, our hero is entering a nearby plumbing shop. Say, could you come up to our house right away? We've got a busted pipe that needs fixing. Uh, well, I'll tell the boss about it. Well, what about you? Aren't you a plumber? Me? No, I ain't no plumber. I'm just a plumber's helper. I ain't allowed to fix nothing. I'm only allowed to watch it being fixed. Well, look, this is rather urgent. Okay, okay. Just relax, mister. Give me your name and address. I'll put it on the list. And as soon as the boss can look at it, you'll be taken care of. That's the best I can do. Well, the name is Nelson and the address is 1847 Rogers Road. Try and rush it, will you, because it's an emergency. Okay, okay. Uh, you got that address, haven't you? 1847 Rogers Road. Okay, okay. Everything is an emergency. The guy's got a little leak, so it's an emergency. Some people don't seem to realize there's a... Hey, wait a minute. The war's over. <laughs> hey, boss! Boss! Here's another address for you to stop at. You better hurry. It's an emergency. Hmm, Nelson, 1847 Rogers Road. Thanks, I'll go right over. (laughs) 
Yes? Mr. Nelson? That's right. Well, may I come in? You're next on my list. <laughs> I'm next on your list? Yes. Didn't you send for a plumber? Well, yes, but I... 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 <laughs> something the matter? Well, I, I, I just wasn't expecting a lady plumber. Uh, plumber, uh, pl uh, tell me, have you plumbed long? <laughs> a few years, and I like it. When I started, I never thought I'd feel this way about plumbing. <laughs> I thought I'd feel this way about a plumber. <laughs> oh, I understand you have a broken pipe in the bathroom. We have? Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Well, we, of uh, course. Didn't you call Pardon them? me, Bush. I got all the tools here. Oh, thank you. Just lay them down there, Tyrone. <laughs> and, uh, Tyrone, would you please find the water shut off? Okay, Bush. And keep in touch with me. Okay, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry I was so confused, but, well, it's just that most plumbers are men, and you're, well, uh, you're quite the opposite. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry that I've upset you so. Oh, that's all right, really. After all, in these times, women drive buses, they work on railroads, they use riveting machines. <laughs> they do just about everything. That's right. Who knows? Someday a few of them might even learn to cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, now, I, I think I'd really better get to work on that leaky pipe. Tyrone, calling the boss. What's that? Oh, that's our portable communication system. Sort of a walkie-talkie. Saves us a lot of time. Boss to Tyrone. Come in, Tyrone. I think I found that water shut-off, boss. There's a knob here that looked like the opening to a coal chute. But then I remembered that in California, they... Here, don't they? Keep trying, Tyrone. Is somebody here, Ozzy? Oh, yes, dear. It's the plumber. Oh, good. I'd like to watch you. Oh. Are you the plumber? That's right. I'm the plumber. <laughs> oh, you must tell me who does your hair. It's adorable. Uh -huh. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you like it. I had my hair done at the Pierre Salon. Uh, that pipe is... Yes. A specializes in lady plumbers. In fact, he calls this the lady plumber hairdo. Oh, well, it's really beautiful. That big pompadour in the center and the braids on each side. It's so romantic. Yes. It represents a water boiler surrounded by stovepipes. <laughs> Tyrone, calling the boss. Come in. Yes, Tyrone? I think I found out where the water shutoff is. I'm down in the basement, and in here they got a sort of a den, you see. And in the corner of the den, they got a small bar, and there's some, some, uh, a corner bar. 
Look, I don't, I don't mean to be personal, but that perfume you're wearing, is that a Pierre creation, too? Say, it's quite a leak oh, and they've yes, got Oh, yes, Pierre a... didn't feel that those imported perfumes fit my profession. You know, temptation, surrender, follow me. And he made that special perfume for Lady Plumber? That's right. What is it called? Come here before I slug you. <laughs> This Pierre sounds original. Uh, pardon me, that leak in the pipe, it's only covered by rags. And oh, I... my goodness, we forgot about the leak. <laughs> oh, dear, say, I wonder what happened to my helper, Tyrone. Calling Tyrone. Tyrone. Tyrone? Actinia! <laughs> tells me I'll have to fix this without Tyrone. Well, how are you coming along? Oh, fine, thanks. You know, Mr. Nelson, I'm the kind of plumber that doesn't believe in taking chances. Some plumbers might try fixing this by putting in another washer. Some plumbers might try fixing this by putting in another piece of pipe. Well, what are you doing? Installing a new sink. <laughs> oh, what a day this has been. Sure is good to get in bed. You betcha. I never thought when I heard that faucet dripping last night that it would lead to such complete reconversion. No, neither did I. What a routine. The new wash bowl and, and the new tub that you had to get to match the wash bowl. Yeah, I know. Seems an awful lot to go through just to stop a dripping faucet. Oh, well, let's get some sleep, shall we? Okay. Oh, good night, dear. Good night. Harriet. Yes, dear? Do you hear anything? Not a thing. Neither do I. Good night. <laughs> Ozzie and Harriet of 1847 Rogers Road will be back in just a moment. Meantime... Oh, Mr. Smith, did you ever hear of that man, Tantalus? Oh, you mean the character in Greek mythology, the fellow that had all that delicious food put before him, only it was always just out of his reach? That's the man, and that's the way I feel, too. I've been hearing so much about 1847 Rogers Brothers' silver plate, how unusual its designs are, how beautiful and rich-looking. It's got so I dream about owning 1847 silver plate. And then I wake up and realize there isn't any to be had. It's very tantalizing, Mr. Smith. Well, it won't be tantalizing much longer, at least not in the same way. Pretty soon you will be able to buy this lovely silver plate. Then the tantalizing part will be which pattern to choose. Well, the first love pattern looks very beautiful in the pictures I've seen in the magazines. The pattern itself is even more beautiful. Notice when you see it how richly raised the ornament is, how deeply etched. That kind of craftsmanship was formerly found only in solid silver. 
It took 1847 Rogers Brothers to carry it out in silver plate. I know. I've heard they've done some wonderful things with silver plate. Be patient a little longer and you can see what they've done firsthand. 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate will be at your silverware dealer soon. Wait until then. It's well worth waiting for, believe me. Ozzy. Ozzy! Yeah, I hear a dripping noise, too. How do you like that? We had a whole new sink put in, and I still hear that dripping noise. But, Ozzy... I might have known better than to trust a woman plumber. She puts in a whole new sink, and there goes that dripping noise again. But, Ozzy... Please, Harriet, don't try to protect her just because you happen to be a woman, too. I know a drip when I hear one. I'm plenty sore. Can you imagine... Ozzy, will you please look down at the end of the bed? Your hot water bottle's leaking. International Silver Company, creators of 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate, invite you to listen again next Sunday to the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, with songs by the King Sisters and music by Ozzy Nelson's Orchestra. And don't forget, America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. This program originates in the Hollywood studios of the Columbia Broadcasting System and is also broadcast over the Trans-Canada Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. This adventure of Ozzie and Harriet will be transmitted to our men and women overseas by shortwave and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Appearing in support of Ozzie and Harriet were B. Benadaret, John Brown, Joel Davis, and Viola Vaughn. Original music was composed by Billy May. Vern Smith speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Did you know, Harriet, that there are over 320,000 men in the National Guard today? No, I didn't. And did you know that every member of the Guard reports for training with his unit at least once a week and receives pay for it? No, I didn't. And that they now have an aviation branch called the Air National Guard? Did you know that dinner is ready and it's time to go to work with our 1847 Rogers Brothers silver plate? No, I didn't. And that America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers? That I did. America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. From Hollywood, International Silver Company, creators of 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate, presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. Excitement in the air. A mysterious change has taken place in the vicinity of 1847 Rogers Road. Remember the friendly old elm tree in front of the house? Well, it doesn't look friendly anymore. The full moon shining through it, and on one of the bare branches is a big black owl. 
and the old dependable weather vane on top of the garage. Gee, it looks different now. I'm not sure if it's a weather vane or not, the way the shadows fall. Could be a witch on a broomstick. Oh, it's spooky out tonight. In the Nelson kitchen, there's an atmosphere of feverish activity and excited preparations. What are you looking for, David? We're trying to find some paper bags, big ones. Well, look in the bottom drawer there. There, that's a good one, Ricky. Yeah, but what do I do with the potatoes? No, not that drawer, Ricky, on the other side. Hey, what's going on out here? We're getting some paper bags. Sounds like you were taking the kitchen apart. Halloween, boy. We're going to have fun tonight, Pop. Yeah, it looks plenty spooky out to me. What do you have there, dear? Oh, I was just rummaging around upstairs a bit, and I thought the boys might make a costume out of these old work pants. Gee, Pop, they're pretty dirty. Not only that, dear, they're covered with paint. Well, what do you expect, Harriet? I wore them when I painted the breakfast nook. I think you did a better job on the pants than you did on the breakfast nook. <laughs> How about you, Ricky? Would you like to be a painter? Will you get your white cap and stick a couple of brushes in your belt? Golly, Pop, those pants are pretty big. Oh, I don't know. Let's see how they look on you. Here, step into them. Put your foot in there. Yeah. Now the other foot. Now pull them up. Mm. Oh, that's a wonderful costume. The headless painter. <laughs> Anyhow, Pop, we don't need costumes. We got masks. That's enough. Well, you suit yourself. We used to wear costumes when I was a kid. That's just for little kids, Pop. Me and David are going trick-or-treat. Trick-or-treat? Sure. We ring a guy's doorbell and say trick-or-treat. If he doesn't give us cookies or something, we let him have it. <laughs> there you are, dear. That's Halloween, 1948. Sounds more like Chicago, 1925. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, Pop. Didn't you used to do that when you were a kid? No, David. As I recall, we used to go in more for the real spirit of Halloween. You know, the spooky, scary stuff. What do you mean, Pop? Well, I, I mean, we'd find some old haunted house and go prowling around looking for ghosts and stuff. You sure were brave, Pop. Oh, not necessarily, David. Pop, did you ever see a ghost? Oh, I won't say I saw a ghost, but I will say I saw something. A spook? I don't know. It was white and shimmering, indistinct, and wavered back and forth. Sometimes it was there, sometimes it wasn't there. White and shimmering. Did they have television sets then, Pop? <laughs> no, Ricky, this was right out in the center of the living room. I'm afraid Halloween's different nowadays. All the wonderful, spooky, hobgoblin atmosphere. That's all changed now. Can't help feeling a little sad when you see the joys of your childhood disappearing in a changing world. Halloween just isn't exciting anymore. Are you gonna cry, Pop? <laughs> no, he is. Just the memories coming back. You sure must have had fun, Pop. Do you think there's really such a thing as a ghost? A real ghost, I mean? Oh, well, I don't know. In a spooky old house with the moon shining through the broken shutters, you imagine you see some pretty strange things. I'd sure like to see a ghost. Boy, would I run! Well, there's the old McAdams house up on the hill. That's a pretty spooky-looking place. I wouldn't be at all surprised if there were a ghost or two lurking around in there. Do you think we could see one if we went up there, Pop? It's very possible. Oh, Ozzy. David, your father's just kidding. Oh, let the boys have a little fun, Harriet. After all, it's Halloween. Come on, grab the bags, Ricky. We gotta get going. Hey, wait for me. Don't you think a lot of the spirit of Halloween has been lost? Oh, I don't know, dear. The kids seem to have a good time. That's the important thing. 
Oh, they pretend to enjoy it, but where's the fun? Trick or treat. Where's the adventure? What danger is there in getting a handful of cookies from Mrs. Dunkel? You've never eaten Mrs. Dunkel's cookies. <laughs> have we had any callers yet? Oh, about a dozen of them. You should have seen little Julie Thornberry. She was all dressed up in one of Catherine's old dresses, and she had a stocking on her head. Really? Oh, I'm sorry I missed it. And little Georgie Dunkel. He had the cutest clown suit with skeleton sewed on it. We sure have some cute little kids in this neighborhood. I'll get it. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get it. I want to have some fun, too. Yes? Trick or treat. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Aren't you a little big to be playing trick or treat? Trick or treat. (laughs) How old are you? Fifty-three. Who ever heard of a grown man playing trick-or-treat? Well, my little boy's over on the next block. I'm just helping him out. You don't even have a costume. What do you think I am, a child? Come on, trick-or-treat. It's a little unusual. What happens if I don't give you a treat? Well, I sneak back later and ring your doorbell. So what? And when you answer it, I punch you in the nose. Come on, trick or treat. Really funny. Uh, Here are some cookies. Only three? Well, they've got to go around. There are other children, too, you know. Okay. Oh, they're chocolate. My kid likes chocolate cookies. Thanks. Well, that's all right. uh, How old is your little boy? (laughs) Twenty-five. One of the kids in the neighborhood, one of the older kids. Say, would you do me a favor if you're not too busy? Yeah, what is it? Would you stop down at the store and get some candies or something? The rate we're going, we're going to run out of stuff. Okay. I'll... Hey, what are you doing? Just putting a couple of cookies in your pocket in case you got stopped for trick or treat. Some of the boys get pretty rough. Oh, Harriet, please. You don't think I'm afraid of a bunch of kids? No, suit yourself. Last Halloween, Joe Randolph bumped into the backfield of the high school football team and came home minus his trousers. <laughs> kidding. I understand they have a, a pretty good team this year. Why don't you just take these four cookies, just in case? You better give me two more. The ends might be with them. <laughs> I got you. Let go. Don't take my pencil. The cookies are in my pocket. They're very nice cookies. Wonderful cookies. What's this about cookies? Oh, it's you, Thorny. What a cook what a corny trick hiding behind the head. Oh, just keeping in the spirit of Halloween. You should see what I did to Dunk a little while ago. <laughs> did you scare him? What did you do? I sneaked up on his front porch, yeah. rang the doorbell, and ran like the dickens. He didn't know what to say. <laughs> then when he went in the house, I went around to the back and started rattling the back door. <laughs> oh, why was he scared? <laughs> what else did you do, Patty? Well, I waited a few minutes, and I tapped on the window and moaned like this. <laughs> and I, I rattled the door again, yeah. and I moaned some more. And I began pounding on the side of the house. Yeah. And then what? Then the police came. <laughs> Uncle just has no sense of humor. Did the police do anything to you? No, just told me to stop annoying people. They took my soap away, too. <laughs> You're just a big kid at heart, aren't you, Thorny? That's all in fun. Huh? What's Halloween nowadays? Nothing happens. My boy Will's out playing trick-or-treat. Uh, David and Ricky, too. 
Somehow Halloween sort of lost the old kick. Yeah, it sure isn't like it was when we were kids. You know, there was an old haunted house in our town, and every Halloween us kids used to go prowling through it. Really spooky. Sure, that's the real spirit of Halloween. Now, you take the old McAdams place up on Franklin Avenue. There's a perfect haunted house. There's some way to, to sneak in there. You mean you go in there at night? Oh, sure. Why not? Oh, no reason. I just never cared for the looks of the place myself. Those grotesque chimneys, staring windows. Sort of gives me the creeps. Barney, you're kidding. No, I'm not, Oz. There's something frightening about it. Especially at night. What an imagination. Well, I've got to get down to the drugstore. I promised Harry I'd get some candy and stuff. Okay, Oz. I'll see you say, uh, when you go by the McAdams place, don't let the ghost get you. Well, that's right. I, I go right by there, don't I? Yes, sir. <laughs> not afraid, I, Oz. <laughs> Barney, cut it out. If you walk down the store with me, I'll buy you soda. <laughs> place and we saw a ghost. A real ghost? A ghost, a real ugly one with sharp teeth and a long nose and pointed ears and hair all over his face. And first we thought it was Pop. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said about me. I mean, we thought it was you trying to scare us. Oh, boys, don't be silly. You guys probably saw the moon shining through the window and your imagination did the rest. Okay, go up and see for yourself. Yeah, why don't you, Pop? Yeah, why don't you, Pop? Well, I'd be glad to, except I promised to take your mother to the movies. Since when? <laughs> well, that is, I, I've been thinking about it all day. There's a wonderful triple Halloween show at the Bijou. The son of Frankenstein, Dracula's daughter, and a date with Judy. I wasn't counting on the movies, dear. In fact, I'd much rather you go up and give us a report on the ghost. Oh, it's so silly. Go ahead, Pop. Have some fun. Go ahead, oh, dear. Well, okay. If it makes you happy, I'll go up and visit the haunted house. Boy, Pop. Daddy. I thought for a minute there you were getting scared, Pop. Oh, David. Oh, just remember this, boys. There's not a cowardly bone in your father's body. Of course, every now and then the meat around them gets a little jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> meat around. <laughs> what am I laughing at? <laughs> You hear it on the bus. They talk about it at bridge clubs and when they meet on Main Street. What is this topic of conversation? Why, just this. The four patterns created by 1847 Rogers Brothers are the loveliest in town. Yep, it's true. The four patterns created by 1847 Rogers Brothers are unexcelled. No other silver plate is designed with such imagination, such feeling for detail. And each of the beautiful 1847 patterns is designed with you in mind. Designed to fit your tastes, your scheme of decoration, your dreams. If you like modern, dramatic things, for example, the 1847 pattern for you is eternally yours. Eternally yours is simple and sleek in line, and each piece is crowned with exquisite openwork, even the knives. That's a feature you'll find only in 1847 Rogers Brothers. And in every way, eternally yours is proof that the beautiful silverware, which bears the year mark 1847, is the finest in America. So see it tomorrow. Eternally yours, one of the four love patterns created by the one and only 1847 Rogers Brothers. Warning to all 
ghosts. Beware, Ozzie Nelson will get you if you don't watch out. Yes, indeed. Ozzie Nelson, arch enemy of all ghosts, goblins, spirits, and similar supernatural phenomena, is on the march. Target for tonight. The ghost that walks in the old McAdams house. See the courageous Ozzie as he strides firmly across the porch of 1847 Rogers Road. Chin up, flashlight swinging at his side. Down the steps, down the walk. And now he stops. Every muscle tense, eyes alert, nose twitching. A white, filmy object moves out of the darkness. Who's there? It's me, Mr. Nelson. Oh, oh hello, Emmy Lou. I came over to show you my Halloween costume. I'm going to a party. Where are you going, Mr. Nelson? Oh, I'm uh, on an errand for the boys. Oh, the boys. They went up to the old McAdams house tonight, and they think they saw a ghost. Really, Mr. Nelson? Yeah, I'm going up there, you know, to prove to them it was just their imagination. You're going in that spooky old house tonight, alone? Well, of course. Evidently, you haven't heard the story about the McAdams place. Well, I've heard some silly rumor it's supposed to be haunted or something. But it is, Mr. Nelson. I heard the whole story from the people who live next door. The story goes that years ago in Scotland, in the old Haggis Castle, the young and beautiful Lady Jane McAdams had a quarrel with her lover, Douglas McDingle McCampbell McTavish. A Scotchman. Yes, yes much. Well, anyway, Lady Jane pushed her lover, Douglas McDingle McCampbell McTavish, down the stairs. Down, down, down he went. It had banging on each stone step. Thump, thump, crunch, crunch. His bagpipes mournfully playing, the Campbells are coming. As he lay at the bottom of the staircase dying, Douglas McDingle McCampbell McTavish, or as they called him, Mac, as, as he lay at the bottom of the staircase, he took an oath. Oh, I'd swear a little myself. <laughs> he took an oath that he'd follow Lady Jane wherever she went. His spirit would always haunt her. Now, where did she go? She came here to the United States and built the old McCaffrey's place. And they say that on nights of a full moon, like tonight, the giant ghost of Lord McTavish returns. And while the eerie notes of bagpipes ring in the night air, he prowls. The house in search of Lady Jane. <laughs> ah, it, it makes a good story, but nobody in his right mind would believe it. Well, you believe it, don't you, Mr. Nelson? Yes, but I'm not. I'm. Uh, uh, first, it's a lot of nonsense. Okay, Mr. Nelson, but remember, if you go up there tonight and see the ghost and get a terrible fright and drop dead, don't come around saying I didn't warn you. Happy Harriet. Oh, hello, dear. You back so soon? Uh, no, I haven't gone yet. As a matter of fact, I, I've been thinking this over, and I don't think I'll go. The whole idea seems sort of childish. Well, what about the boys, dear? You promised them. I, I, I know, but, but I mean, after all, isn't it silly for a full-grown man? It, it's only a wild go, uh, uh, goose. Uh, it, it, that, that's all it is. Well, if you'd and, like, dear, I'll go with you. And the boys... What did you say? I said I'll go with you. There are times, Harriet, when a man likes to be alone. Oh. Well, all right, dear. Get your coat. This isn't one of those times. Don't get nervous now, dear. Just keep cool. Oh, I'm cool, all right. Matter of fact, I'm shivering a little. 
hold my hand good and tight. I can't. Hmm? You're squeezing mine so hard the fingers are asleep. Sorry. Is that better? It's better. How do we get through this iron fence? There's a gate here someplace, I think. It'll probably be bolted and spoil all our fun. They usually have a huge lock on these things and thick chains. Now, here we are. Oh. What? No. <laughs> well, push it open. Here, will you take the flashlight a second? Thanks. And, and, and the baseball bat, too. <laughs> Ooh. Doesn't this place look weird? Yes, it is pretty spooky in that. Shall I uh, sing something to keep your nerve up? If you want to, dear. It'll keep you from getting scared. Did you ever think as the hearse goes by <laughs> someday you're going to die? <laughs> There's a spook in the meadow. Dear, 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 might frighten the ghost. Must be a haunted house. The door squeaks. I, I don't know why you insisted on coming along, Harriet. I could just as easily have come by myself. Ozzy, something has a hold of my coat. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> who, who closed the door? Didn't you? No. Oh, it must have been the wind. Gee, this place sure looks creepy with the moon streaming through the windows. What is that? Now, don't be frightened. I'm right beside you. Ozzy. There's something in this room. It's coming toward us. It's getting closer. Harry, quick, my baseball bat. Hang on, careful with that. Do it. Oh. Hello, Harriet. Huh? You old trickster. Oh, I just thought I had a little fun with all the talk that's been going around about this place. So you're the ghost David and Ricky saw. <laughs> I should have guessed by the description. You should have a bagpipe, though, Thorny. A bagpipe? Oh, sure. Haven't you heard? This place is supposed to be haunted by a Scotch ghost who plays the bagpipe. And each night he comes down the stairs playing some old... Well, you do have one, Thorny. Where is it? <laughs> oh, you sure play awful. Worse than you think. I don't play at all. <laughs> but I hear a bagpipe. Listen, I can hear it plain as day. Ozzy, up there, the head of the stairs. The ghost. The ghost of Lord McTavish. Well, we've seen it. Let's go. <laughs> Well, let's all keep calm about this. We're, we're just too quiet. Oh, it's pushing. It's getting late, Tony. Let's get out of here. Why are you carrying my coat? Wait. Oh, the door won't open. I keep turning my hand on it. won't open. Stop it, Tony. You've got hold of my nose. <laughs> this way, boy. Tony, the door's over here. Follow me. I'll make one of my own. <laughs> No, thanks. I can't understand it. There must be some scientific explanation. Did I seem very scared out there? Well, no, not especially. I mean, did I act in any way that might give somebody the impression that this illusion we saw uh, frightened me? Well, no, you were very level-headed about it. Of course, it was the first time I've ever seen you jump a seven-foot fence. <laughs> I didn't think I could fool you. 
That thing, whatever it was, scared the, the daylights out of me. I was plenty scared myself. I can't figure out those bagpipes. No, and then what about the ghost? Oh, oh, well, yes, of course, the ghost, too. Harriet, what are you stuffing behind the sofa pillow? Oh, nothing, dear, just some old papers and things. Wait a minute, let me see that. It's an only an old sheet. You'll get the couch dirty. It's got cobwebs. Uh, cobwebs! How about a little more coffee? And there's Ricky's baseball bat, the one I... Harriet, if you'd like to make a little confession, I'll listen. But if you'd rather not, I'd rather you would. <laughs> All right, dear. Just the boys and I thought it'd be nice if you could have a little fun on Halloween. You told them how much you enjoyed going to some haunted house. So we thought that if we could sort of... Ozzy, listen. I'm listening. Go on. No, listen. The bagpipes. Yeah. I hear the bagpipes again. So do I. Hey, Pop, can we have a dime? Boys, listen, listen. You hear bagpipes playing? Sure, that's what we're on the dime for. He's out front now. Who's out front? Mr. Campbell, the man with the scotch plaid ice cream truck. The scotch plaid ice cream truck? Well, sure, haven't you ever seen him? Can we have a dime, Pop? A dime? Here, here's 50 cents. Stuff yourselves. Thanks, Pop. Oh, boy. How about that? The, the, the bagpipes we heard at the McAdams place were from the scotch plaid ice cream truck. What a coincidence. <laughs> oh, remarkable. You see, the, the scotch... Plaid ice cream truck happened to, to stop there. See, there are no other houses around and nobody lives there, but he happened to stop there. Played a different tune up there, too, didn't he? I don't remember. Harriet, believe me, it was only the Scotch plaid ice cream truck. Yes, I know, dear. I'll say it just once more. The bagpipes we heard at the McAdams place were from the Scotch plaid ice cream truck. Okay, dear, you convinced me. I wish I could convince myself. I'd like to get some sleep tonight. you feel about it, but I kind of hope the bagpipe music didn't come from the Scotch plaid ice cream truck, because that's the way Halloween ought to be. Lots of mysterious tapping at every window, witches riding through the air, spirits in every tree. I've already had a message from the Halloween spirits, Mr. Smith. Last night on my way down Rogers Road, a voice spoke to me suddenly out of nowhere. Honest? What did it say? Beware. If you don't give us a special treat on Halloween, we'll spirit your new set of 1847 Rogers Brothers away from you. Beware. Hey, now, there's a smart ghost if there ever was one. <laughs> you mean I have a smart son if there ever was one. He hasn't heard me raving about my new 1847 Rogers Brothers for nothing. Oh, nobody raves about 1847 Rogers Brothers for nothing. There are all kinds of good reasons for getting excited about it. 1847 is the finest silver plate in America, you know. No other silver plate in the world can match its beautiful features. Features like the exceptional height and depth of the pattern ornament and the extra luster, perfect weight and balance of each piece. Those are the features that make 1847 Rogers Brothers really more like solid silver. And don't forget the price of 1847 Rogers Brothers, Mr. Smith. Oh, impossible to forget that because it's so unusual. 1847 prices haven't gone up since 1945. Not a single penny. So, no matter how you look at it, 1847 Rogers Brothers is the silverware you want for your home. It's the best, the finest silver plate in America. 
famous 1847 Rogers Brothers. Oh, come on, dear. Put out the light. Let's go to sleep. Uh, in a few minutes, Harriet, I just want to finish this article. Debunking the spook. Debunking the spook? Yeah, the man who wrote it spent the night in a house that was supposed to be haunted. As I sat there in the darkness, I could hear the clock in the village striking twelve. Now was the witching hour. If ever the dead lived, now was the time they must rise from the grave. I stood up and dared the ghost to appear. I said, if you were a ghost, I dare you to strike me dead. <laughs> Silly article. What happened next? Well, then, let's see. He goes on to... Yes? The article ends right there. <laughs> oh, come on, dear. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. You know what might be fun? Let's sleep with the lights on tonight. <laughs> Tune in next week to another adventure of Ozzie and Harriet, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. And remember, America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. Yes, Harriet, America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. Appearing in support of Ozzie and Harriet were John Brown, Janet Waldo, Henry Blair, Tommy Bernard, and Jack Kirkwood. Original music was composed and conducted by Billy May. This program originates in the Hollywood studios of the National Broadcasting Company and is also broadcast over the Trans-Canada Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. This adventure of Ozzie and Harriet will be transmitted to our men and women overseas by shortwave and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. The candles are coming. No, Lord McFadish. Ozzy. It's a ghost. Ozzy, wake up. What's your racket, Mom? Daddy's having a nightmare. Is that what he's doing with that noise? He's scared us. Well, it frightened me, too. Okay, now we're even. to the next adventure of Ozzy and Harriet starring Ozzy Nelson and Harriet Hidger. This is Burn Smith speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
flying above you Night breezes seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in the sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me Say nighty-night and kiss me Just hold me tight and tell me you'll miss me While I'm alone and blue as can be Dream a little dream of me Stars fading but I linger on, dear Still craving your kiss I'm longing to linger till dawn, dear Just saying this Sweet dreams till sunbeams find you Sweet dreams that leave all worries behind you But in your dreams, whatever they be Dream a little dream of me Dream a little dream of me Spark may burn again 
I know that I'll be contented with yesterday's memory Knowing you think of me once in a while guys that does it for mr and mrs ozzy and harriet nelson in the adventures of ozzy and harriet nelson please join me this coming tuesday night guys as i bring to the show to chill our spines death plays cat and mouse and that is this coming tuesday night for our continuation of Spooktober. And please, just once again, guys, please share and comment and like and subscribe to the show. And please share with your friends, family, and other relatives. And the more you share, the more money I will receive for my Toys for Tots campaign that will be ending December the 2nd of this year i hope you guys have a wonderful and great day and always remember guys to enjoy the show thanks